All right, boys. Are you ready to record your first hit single as Alan and the Chipmunks? Alan? Sure thing, Dan. Great. Simon, how are you feeling? Great, Dan. And Ted Theodore Logan? I guess so, Dan. All right. Let's start with your first hit. We'll we'll do some auto tune in post. Let's uh let's move on to your next hit. I think that this one's really gonna get them. Three, two, one. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. When a girl walks in with a itty bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung. Anyone with the chipmunk saying sprung is going to be good. <laughs> right? Do we want to back up in case that was hotter garbage than even we anticipated? No. <laughs> okay, welcome to the Carton Cast. We have no backups. No backups here. We are no punchy backup singers, as hell. No backup dancers. It's just Alvin singing and the two other chipmunks... Doing a Chippendales dance. Who for some reason do not share in top billing. With their giant smocks spinning in the air. <laughs> Did you watch the show, Ben? Giant smocks? <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't you introduce us? I'll do that. Welcome to the Cartoncast, everyone. My name is Ben. My name is Zane. And I am Gary. Indeed he is. And this is the podcast where we listen to old cartoons and see what we think of them as adults. Yes, welcome. Gary, welcome to the Carton Cast yet again. How are you doing? I am doing well, thank you. No problem. It's a little hard to stop getting it's it's hard to get out of that weird stilted cadence that you have to talk <laughs> in if you want to be a chipmunk. It really is, Dan. It really it well, who's Dan? <laughs> it's like <laughs> Dave, but the name's Dan. different. <laughs> He's a distant relation. Uh, yes, welcome. We are Zane and the Carton Cast. I have top billing, and also I have part of second billing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, work, we'll do a blood sport to figure out who gets second billing. Alvin is also a the chipmunk, right? It's not like, was Louis Armstrong one of his hot five? Yes. And his hot seven? Mm. Yes. All right, I well. I don't know. I, don't I do know, know that Dave Brubeck took five. Uh-huh. Mm. Interesting. Yep, that that could be the end of a podcast. There's nowhere to go. <laughs> with ben, that. Allegedly, has he ever been formally charged with taking five? <laughs> <laughs> I knew how to take five gum. Chew five gum. Mm. Whatever, guys. Uh, Gary, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you for coming back on. Last time we saw you, it was for Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim, yes. <laughs> Although we've Earthworm seen you in the Jim. interim for some empowered <laughs> sessions, which are always a, a great time. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. W- would you like to go ahead and uh, introduce yourself to us? <clears throat> Sure. Uh, my name is Gary. I am uh, from another podcast called Saturday Morning Rewind, where we talk about cartoons. And I also am frequently on Empowered and sometimes <laughs> on uh, What's With You, Scooby-Doo. That seems to be my main focus these days. <laughs> yeah, just, you... just running the bases. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, doing going on tour. I do podcasts uh, with people I like, so there you go. I Aww. actually don't remember. Have you been on Amusement Sparks before? Yes, Okay. Uh, 
I yeah yeah we talked about Disney afternoon because that's what I seem to do everywhere I go. Well, you just have to go on the cocktail party congress, and you will have rounded the fancy bat circuit. <laughs> oh, I'm scared of politics. Yes, <laughs> that is that is, that is, that is why they incorporate drinking into it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, cheers, <laughs> cheers. And, but yeah, uh, yeah, thanks for we're, coming. We're back glad on. to have you yeah. back, and you have requested a show that uh, you find uh, you paid important. us five thousand dollars to do this episode. <laughs> there were no other conditions. I, I probably should. No other way we would do this. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so, so this was a show that I, much like with Earthworm Jim, I watched them both when I was young, and I liked them a lot, and, you know, I rewatched Earthworm Jim as an adult and rewatched it and really liked it, and then I rewatched this show, and um, you guys talk now. <laughs> yeah, so... Not willing to share your opinions before you know how we feel about it, eh? <laughs> no, I think uh, I get very the, professional. the idea. But, Alvin yeah. and the Chipmunks is an interesting kind of show to talk about because in some mm. ways it's very generic and in some ways it's not like anything else. Um, right. And I, I, it definitely sticks in the cultural memory more than possibly it has merit to. Well, Maybe. There's, there, there's a, the Chipmunks is such a weird fascination because yeah. we've dealt with shows that are you know about musical bands or whatever before but so few of them are as brazen and honest about what they're peddling that's true this one is like guys we're kids bop <laughs> that's it <laughs> like, give us our grammys and walk the other way that's that's what we're here for and the original hansen <laughs> <laughs> yeah hansen prime <laughs> Although one could argue Hanson has fared better than perhaps the Chipmunks. I have. liked Hanson. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe if he had a smock or something with an H on it. But but I do recognize this show as something significant, right? It's, yeah, it's engaging and alluring in an interesting way, and people people know it. You know, it's like it's when it relevant came... enough to have like four different movies to this point. Yeah, so... when it got a modern reboot, every, no one was surprised, right? Like when no, no one was surprised when the Smurfs did. It's kind of on the same level of awareness mm -hmm. yeah and, and you know it's critically very poorly received because those are bad movies uh as i understand them T to be honest i have not watched them but uh you know it, no one's surprised by their i don't think anyone's surprised by the fact that they are you know culturally popular or iconic either no no uh i'll save my opinion on the movies for another, <laughs> another. Oh, no. i'm sorry we simply don't have time the chipmunk movie podcast Gary tries I'm, to defend old movies <laughs> Don't even get me started on Yogi Bear, so... This, uh, we love Yogi Bear here. <laughs> to, to I mean, the movie. Proper... Oh, I, oh well. the one starring uh, Tom Cavanaugh as Ranger Smith. You got it. <laughs> ben and I have talked about this at length. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th I think you talked about it at length. I think I listened to it. <laughs> I have to say, when it hit the 45-minute mark and I thought it was over, <laughs> and then it just kept going... <laughs> I had you that were, exact response watching Turbo, a Power Rangers movie recently. Wait, Power Rangers Turbo, I, I I, definitely saw it in theater with my brother and my dad. Not this brother, mm -hmm. different one. Um, and we were the only people in the theater. <laughs> it made wow. quite the impression. Yeah. God, Power uh, Rangers. Zane, uh, well, uh, The Chipmunks is certainly interesting to talk about. Would you like to give us the production history? Yes, to put it in its proper historical context, uh, Alvin and The Chipmunks ran from 1983 to 1990 on NBC. It was first produced by Ruby Spears, as well as Bagdazarian Productions. Bagdasarian. 
Bagdasarian. Yeah. Uh, so this is the company formed by Ross Bagdasarian, a.k.a. David Seville, when he realized there was money in this chipmunk thing after the hit song Witch Doctor in 1958. That was a hit song, guys. That was a hit song in the 50s. I know. And everyone still knows it. <laughs> everyone. It's the only hit song from the 50s that everyone knows that isn't Christmas related. I think it's- that speaks for the relevance of, of what he writes, though, to a, to a certain level. It definitely does, but it, it's just odd to think about now. Yeah. Because, you know, I grew up in a time when the notion of the chipmunks was rightly, well, I'm not, maybe I shouldn't say rightly, but it was reviled. Like, anyone who was referencing the chipmunks was basically saying, oh, this thing is so stupid. But right. it's, it's but so weird to At the time, have, I don't know how it looked. It's so hmm. weird to have a reference that not only everyone we know knows, but, like, everyone that we know's parents knows. Like, yeah. there's never been a time <laughs> that true. this hasn't been here. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and Witch Doctor, I think, is a pretty good song. I um, actually enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of tried to spin this off. He made The Alvin Show in uh, 1960. And we'll talk about that later. So doughy. <laughs> it comes um, up. <laughs> but I guess the world just wasn't ready for it. But your kids are going to love it. Oh. Um, and it's it, the world's certainly not ready Already for it again that. now that this it's This is rebooted. just your way to get back to the future references. In, in, <laughs> rebooted in 2015 <laughs> as Alvin and the Chipmunks. Right. And uh, as we will uh, find out, the final season of this show was called The Chipmunks Go to the Movies, where they spoof popular films. Now, this was uh, the era... I, I know that for the newer seasons, uh, Bagdasarian Sr. Uh, had, had passed on and kind of passed the torch, or his mantle was taken up by his son. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, uh, and as well as his wife, who would, uh, who would voice the chipettes among other people in the mm-hmm. in the show mm-hmm. um which do you do you have the the figures on who voiced what and when because i actually didn't look too far yeah. into it so i think ross was dave simon and alvin and then janice was he everyone was. else yeah so it's interesting because theodore is his wife janice carmen and then he normal voice himself him very squeaky alvin him a slightly less squeaky simon <laughs> so, I like these and, technical terms, and and you can hear it in terms of like the speed and pitch. Yeah, like he he's cl- like he's probably not a like a voice actor, um, but the things they can do with auto tune or whatever it's called pitch shift. Well, yeah, this is kind of a triumph for post production, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and I, I I think it's also a great DIY sort of thing. Like you know, it, it felt like it was very homespun to a certain yeah. Level. Like a home movie that like got big, like uh, like a Blair Witch sort of thing. Sure. Like, yeah. Yeah, like oh my clerks. god! Why wasn't that our intro? <laughs> it was like Clerks or or, or Cave Story. Mm-hmm. Like any any of those either like one person things that just like kind of made it with the tools that they had, and because of the lack of technology and and you know polish, it becomes kind of weirdly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's this um it's this but this isn't beautiful. <laughs> it's just. Really, really, really gimmicky. Well, the <laughs> affect that made this show and this entity of the Chipmunks unique, when I was a kid, it, it did, I didn't really notice it. Like, it didn't seem to me all that different from other cartoon voices. And actually, as I watched several episodes, I, I, I kind of just got used to it. I acclimated, and that made the show a lot better. But the That's first episode I went into, I'm like, oh, boy, no. <laughs> yeah, I can't not think about the hamster dance when I hear these voices. <laughs> Another relic of a bygone era. Yeah. 
True. I, I honestly made that reference just so I could put it in the show notes before waving goodbye to it forever. <laughs> <laughs> as, it, as it turns into a hamster boat and sails Gar- away. Gary, do you find these uh, chipmunk voices, like, is it like a, like a shot of nostalgia straight to you? Or is it something that you've just accepted because you like other parts of this? I think it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. But but predominantly option B. Just that I've, I kind of accept it because I like the history and the lore of what the chipmunks are. And I don't mind them when they're singing, but the talking voices is what kind of gets me. Because there's pauses where there shouldn't be pauses and things that just drive me nuts, like listening to cartoons. Yeah, the singing is actually pretty good. This took me a mm-hmm. little bit of... You know, if you like Kids Bop. This, it, it is just Kids Bop. It's the <laughs> exact concept is Kids Bop, and I'll go more into that later. But... <laughs> I was trying to figure out, they have this very strange dialect, and mm-hmm. I, I couldn't stop noticing it once I realized they were doing it, is they talk like Wilson Fisk from the first season of Daredevil, Okay, where he, I don't know if you guys never noticed him talking before, but it's it's a wild ride, because he, he just, in, he intonate, he, he intones each syllable so separately, hmm. he says things with a purpose that you wouldn't believe could exist. <laughs> yeah, he spent a little too much time on the stage. That's interesting. Yeah, or in front of a mirror. Yeah, yeah, probably. And but the funny thing you is... Would have to, well, that's what you would have to do in the technology, because you'd have to... What, what uh, Bagdasarian originally did was he sang the chipmunk parts... Mm-hmm. Uh, with his regular voice, but with spaces in between them, and then played them double time. Right. Mm-hmm. And that that's, like, from what I could tell, from what I've researched, that's as far as it went. That's all he did. He just, you know, <laughs> yeah, you really got... You do this got... with one of those talk boys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he used a yak back. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's 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 fascinating because not it's not just the chipmunks who have these weird dialect pauses. It's also Dave and the other char- like he? human characters. It seems like they have weird pauses oh, when they talk. Alvin. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe he just got used to it. Maybe, maybe that's kind just his voice now. He's the like, I don't even know what character I'm voicing anymore. I'm just going to talk like this. The, the, I don't even know my own identity. <laughs> the most impressive thing to me about that is the consistency of it over yeah. years. Yeah. That, that the voices you know, are unique to each character, even though, like, clearly he had to figure out some variety of, like, getting into character when he couldn't use an auditory clue for it. Right. Well, I don't know, the, it seems like a task. In the early days, I think his dad voiced all three of the boys and the girls didn't exist until the 80s, so... Sure. I, I would actually be curious to hear his version of Theodore to hear, like, how much of a difference there is between his and Janice's, but... Right. I actually didn't, I, like, it was pretty variable with the season, whether mm-hmm. or not the chip, chipmunks were audially, like, differentiable. Yeah, I, I couldn't really tell for certain episodes that I went, I went back and looked into not just the chipmunks go to the movies, which is kind of what our focus is going to be today, but also kind of old seasons so I could put it into context, and yeah. it mm-hmm. really does depend on the season. It depends on whether his dad or he, uh, the, whether the father or the son was, huh. was kind of okay. voicing things. Well, I mean, I I can talk anything chipmunks related. I can talk filmography, <laughs> discography. It doesn't matter. I've, where is this? Where is this fascination coming from, man? I don't know. I really don't. It was just. I think some of my earliest memories are actually listening to maybe the Chipmunks Christmas record as a kid. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's it's tied to some sort of nostalgia that I don't even realize. You but are you are well known for your ability to stash a bunch of acorns in your mouth and use a you use a hula hoop. <laughs> There, there is something endearing about uh, an entity which commits to its Argo so fully. Like, 
you know, the Smurfs did this, right? And after a right. while, you start smurfing words. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I will say, it's hard. You you can't understand these characters. It would be weird if they didn't have these voices. Yeah, it, it is true. Well, it, it is it is a gimmick, and like the best gimmicks, they don't apologize for their gimmick. They just go fully into them. Mm-hmm. You know, we watched something called, I don't know how familiar you are with the harem anime genre, uh, Gary. Zero percent. But we, we watched something called Tenshi Muyo, which was audacious, but we respected it for its audacity to be like, we want to show you what it would be like to be surrounded by beautiful women who are always doing risque <laughs> behavior. Hmm. And because that's what they were peddling, and they were very upfront about it, and we're not trying to couch it behind a complex plot, I actually respected it a lot. And in the same way, I kind of respect the chipmunks, because even though it's annoying as shit to me, (laughs) they're they're not pretending that they're anything else. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, you're not wrong when you say it's annoying as shit. I see that now as an adult, but it's it's just... You you didn't want to be the one to say it first. (laughs) Well, I made you guys watch it, so no, I didn't. (laughs) That's the I, reason. It, it's I worth revisiting finally put as the a, chipmunks behind you. It's <laughs> worth revisiting as a piece of cartoon lore. Um, yeah, and and just to just to sort of say what the show is about, it's a little autobiographical because David Seville, you know, the alias of of Ross Perot, Bagdasarian, mm-hmm. is he's a real musician, and in yep. the show, he's a real musician, and then normal life until the chipmunks change everything with their music. And so this is an autobiography, like, life plus. Like, it's an augmented <laughs> version of his own life that he wishes was true. Right. It's a, this, that's not a unique story as far as uh, content creators go, where mm-hmm. uh, we, we, we find that they create a character to kind of express themselves and the character does better than they do. That is the same thing that happened with uh, John Arbuckle and the guy who created um, Jim uh, Davis. Garfield. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Jim Davis. Yeah, he, like... He's a struggling cartoonist in that show. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? It's one to one. What that was for cartoons, this is for music. And so mm-hmm. the chipmunks well, that are was this for comic like, pop sensation uh, that performs at all the big venues and such. So maybe he's sort of like living out his dreams of being a big name musician when really he was more of a one hit wonder in his time. Yeah. That, that's essentially Alvin's entire character. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Is his crippling fear of not ever being famous is driving us <laughs> all of his behavior. <laughs> um, yeah, so Gary, do you have any other generalities about the show that you wanted to mention? Not really about the show, per se, but have you guys seen Rear Window, the Hitchcock film? No. I don't believe... That's not the one where uh, it's the guy with the, the camera from across the street, is it? Yeah, that's it. That is the one? Yeah. Okay, yes, I have seen that. So, this is this the one with the snakes on the plane? <laughs> no. no, they they did a Simpson spoof of it where Bart breaks his leg and goes yes, a little crazy. They did. Uh, so, okay. anyways, if you ever see it, there's a guy who's sitting across uh, in an apartment across this away from him, and he's playing piano the whole time. That's Ross yeah. Bagdasarian Senior. Huh. So, really, yeah, creator of the Chipmunks. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> little fun fact. But that is fun. Do, hmm? well, well, I mean, and that's what he does as Dave Seville. So yeah. Like, <laughs> Did he stipulate, listen, I'll be in this movie, but it has to have a piano there? I don't Did know. they like try to cast someone who could play piano? What's that must have been what it was, I guess, or he was well <laughs> enough alone, or Hitchcock liked Witch Doctor. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hear he called that's, it Hitch Doctor. That's real good. <laughs> yeah. Man. I think I saw that Will Smith movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Hitchcock likes witch doctor. <laughs> Hitch doctor. <laughs> Witchcock. So uh, let's 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 get into the (laughs) let's get into the so we're going to talk about the show generally briefly and then focus on this eighth season the chipmunks go to the movies because really what this show is is um, using the sitcom format but now there's chipmunks as you say Ben the very gimmicky Um, and then in the eighth season they abandon pretense and they're just like this is going to be we are spoofing this thing specifically. I, I'm I'm a little uncomfortable with even calling it a spoof because it doesn't quite reach the heights of parody humor as I understand it. Remember when we watched Clerks the Animated Series and that was a brilliant parody of the sitcom format? Mm-hmm. This is straight referential humor. Mm-hmm. It's not parody. They, there's no tongue-in-cheek attitude about this. They're just like, we want to do this stuff, but with chipmunks. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's different because of the chipmunks, though. You you do admit that that's the case. I, well, yeah, but <laughs> I'm just saying it doesn't go any farther than just like, let's do this, mm-hmm. but we'll do it with high-pitched voices because that's our gimmick. For the jury, we agree that there are chipmunks in this. <laughs> I guess. We can agree that much. Yeah. <laughs> uh. As, as far as the actual content of the show goes, or, or any of the kind of Alvin and the Chipmunks continuity, I did a little bit of extracurricular research on this. And yeah, Ben, found do you have any chipmunk facts for us? I don't have chipmunk facts. <laughs> You're going to pepper through the show. But I did find a surprisingly in-depth article in the AV Club where some poor soul attempted to explain and dive into the incredulous narrative inconsistency of the Chipmunk saga. Oh, Lord. <laughs> movie Roll it out. by movie. And wow. it's it's pretty nuts. Like, none of it makes sense, and I think it reveals the uh, I think it reveals the motivation for creating the movies, which I think was pretty much the same thing for creating anything Chipmunks related was because they could and because yeah. they know knew it would get bought. Yeah, it holds that's, a mirror up to society. <laughs> We're the You're Chipmunks. Killing me, Zane. <laughs> uh. <laughs> this one's hard to work our format around the characters uh, well uh yeah so uh yeah to talk about the characters we've got a standard three-person ensemble alvin simon and theodore mm-hmm. theodoro no theodosia theodorable uh, theodorable he really is he is uh, i it, the uh the names for the chipmunks actually came from uh uh, Bagasarian seniors, uh, the heads of his record company, which were Al Bennett and Cy Warnaker, and huh. Huh. Uh, apparently uh, Ted Keep, the recording engineer for the session. Wow, where he uh, where he recorded Witch Doctor, or maybe the Christmas one, I can't remember. But yeah, very cool. Did yeah. not know that. So yeah, he got the names from people who like were with him from the beginning, which is just very neat. So it's definitely a labor of love, no matter how you look at it. At least mm-hmm. in its original form. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. And then the 80s happened. Oh, the, also, the 80s did indeed happen. <laughs> this we can that has You're been really proven. killing it with the facts tonight. Chipmunks <laughs> exist, 80s happened. That's all I know. I, I'm out. I this has been like, my time. It's very, it's very, I love being on a podcast with somebody who is so well learned. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the, the three man thing. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we see id, ego, super ego, or good, bad, and in the middle. Here, ugly. It's like we we have our main character who is egotistical, vainglorious. Then we got our foil, smart, reserved, common sense, and then there's this third guy who's just also there. I I honestly think that like so this is something I actually liked about them is that they they do have like 
the cocky one, the smart one, and the cute and doughy one. <laughs> I honestly didn't think they were all that dissimilar from each other in a lot of ways. Hmm. You know, the, specifically Simon, yeah, he's smart and he can be reserved, but he also gets into hijinks and, you know, doesn't, he doesn't lord it over people like I'm so used to the smart guy in the group doing. Mm-hmm. I thought they, they all pre- had a pretty, like, inquisitive nature. They were all precocious. They all, like, are caring for their family and they all love music. Like, I think it's kind of cool how similar they are to each other. I, I think the breakdown is that like Alvin's the cool kid, Simon's the smart one, and Theodore's the baby. And, yeah, like and any you can boy you band. can get that, but you're exactly right. There's more of a symbiotic relationship between them or something, perhaps. Yeah, well, they they are very much cut from the same cloth. Wherever yeah. the hell that was, I'm sure yeah. you know the lore from this. Wherever they actually were spawned. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but the um, I, I assume they I didn't know, just come I, I, out of Dave's piano. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that they differentiated themselves. You know, to a to a fair degree, at least from what I saw, certainly more than the uh, the ducklings in the original Ducktales. True. Um, that's that that's true. It's a step up from the ducklings. In particular, Alvin, I think, is a really interesting like Bart Simpson prototype. Mm-hmm. Or um, I was going to say Bart Simpson or Marty McFly. Like he's not <laughs> he's not a bad person. He just corrupts everything around him. He's just drawn that way. <laughs> maybe he's <laughs> Thank maybe you, Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're exactly right. He's more of a hopeless screw-up than anything else, I felt like. Yeah, his heart's <laughs> in the right place, and that just doesn't matter very much because mm-hmm. he's everything. He, he's, a, he's a Midas yeah. figure. <laughs> right. Just everything he touched turns to poison. Which is what <laughs> right. happens when poison you gold. become a, a pop sensation teen idol when you're, you know, pre-adolescent. That is true. <laughs> and also not human. Yeah, this is this is Bieber fever, but also a chipmunk. <laughs> it's Bieber and Beaver fever combined. <laughs> it's the Beaver fever. That Beaver fever. Uh, now, my brain's derailed. <laughs> yeah, now we're thinking about Beaver fever, the song from Angry Beavers. Uh, so I, I actually think that Alvin is the strongest character mm-hmm. of the ensemble. Um, the most likable, probably, too. I like Simon as the foil. I think, like, I don't like Alvin as a person, but I agree he's a strong character. Simon mellows him out to a good enough degree. Mm -hmm. Well, apparently uh, Alvin was based off, uh, his personality was based off of uh, Bagdasarian Jr.'s brother. So Uh, I I think maybe that's why some of that uh, that brotherly relationship kind of comes through in the the characters, is because it actually was based off of real human sibling relationship. Hmm. Well, do you know if if Theodore was based off of the sister? Because... Uh, I I do not. That, uh, I'm just, that is I'm just a rude curious. way to represent your sister <laughs> as the baby, as just, I the adorable baby character. I always thought that he was the middle kid. Um, no way, no way. <laughs> Disagree. The, the middle kid is the tallest one, which is an, an interesting move. I feel like. Yeah. 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 I I can't help but feel cheated. <laughs> <laughs> Should he eat more meat growing up? I know, I really missed out on that meat. <laughs> Not enough Happy Meals. So, um, is, is there anything else to say about the chipmunks? Oh, you know, Zane, they, come on. They live with Dave. Tag me in. <laughs> ben, is there? So, uh, I, I had a little <laughs> bit to say about uh, to, to say about Alvin, which mm-hmm. is, uh, I think his egomania is really interesting. Hmm. What, what I like in the character, what, what I like in an egomaniacal character is that they are either personable or really cartoony to like really just push that over the edge. And he kind of does both, so it mm-hmm. it sort of works for me. 
Yeah, that's true. I've never really thought about it on that level. Like I say, my favorite thing that you guys do is bring out like the stuff that's clearly been in front of me this whole time, but I never thought about it. <laughs> well, you're too busy talking to real people who have like very engaging lives. <laughs> we only have each other, man. <laughs> and it shows. Um, I found it useful to compare their dynamic to a similar one in a different show, uh, that of Ed, Ed, and Eddie, hmm. where you also have the egotistical sort of scheming one the much more it's such um, a more mild variant than that though the more reserved smart one and then just the guy who's there <laughs> right <laughs> and you know here's here's how you set up a classic plot line egotistical guy has a plan smart guy sees a flaw dumb guy messes it up mm-hmm. right double d is the voice of reason he stops eddie before he starts they have an actual good plan and then ed subverts it this show like you said does it just a little less because they don't catch Alvin's plan ahead of time. It just, he, he foils himself. He ruins his own plan. And so there's less buildup. And so there's less payoff. Hmm. I think you're, I think you're assigning too much, too many, like too much structure. There's to nothing any there. Given episode of, <laughs> I, of can't. Show. I, I need to, I don't know. I feel like it's pretty freeform. The entire gimmick of it is like making references, either movie or song. And I guess we're just kind of referring to movie stuff here. So, I don't think it really needs to work on plot too heavily. Like, I couldn't tell you what was going on in any part of the Batmunk episode. <laughs> I, I zoned out, I'll admit. I thought that was better. The Back to the Future <laughs> one I was really into. Which I one? Yeah, of... I, I thought that was really good. We're going to go through that one beat by beat, believe you me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got a lot to say. <laughs> but I, I, I just, I think that I like... Uh, well, I actually got really interested in Alvin's character, so I went and looked at a previous episode where he goes to therapy. Ooh. What? Wow. Yeah, it, it's it's in, like, season four <laughs> or something like that. He goes to therapy, and a thing I love about uh, shows that care so little about uh, their structure, we just start in therapy. Like, uh-huh. we, I have no idea how we got there. I don't know. <laughs> right. There was no parent-teacher conference or anything. He's just in therapy, and we're starting. <laughs> uh but yeah, through, through the course of the episode, he goes through like a clip show of flashbacks showing like him getting into these wacky situations. And it comes out that he does care for his brothers, he, but his, uh, his desire to be famous comes from a deep-seated fear of failure. Mm. He is so scared of being a nobody that he tries to get fame with everything he has. And I think it's like a little bit of him relating to Dave on a very fundamental level. Yeah, it's, hmm. it's a Greek tragedy. <laughs> it kind of like at times <laughs> wow you're making so, me yeah. realize that i like really loose structure in tv shows apparently between this and earthworm jim it's a it's a real mess <laughs> it's okay jim is a little a little faster and looser than most cartoons for, for comparison i watched an episode where they were gonna go to the record like radio station to like win a sweepstakes but they spent so much money getting there and building their costume that they made a net loss. And my, you know, what I got from that is that they're a bunch of idiots. <laughs> Classic so, monks. Like, maybe <laughs> monk. Oh, why didn't we do a monk parody for the intro? <laughs> You're so stupid. We're going to be coming up with better ideas all night, but. <laughs> maybe one of them will make it in. Let's not, yeah. let's, not, let's not hamstring ourselves. Did you have a favorite chipmunk growing up? Oh, Simon. Uh, I think Theodore has always been my favorite and still... Oh, you, you did mention that. You did mention that. What What is so, about him? He's cute. Sure. Done and done. I mean, I like it's, Simon it's like, because <laughs> probably for the same reason I like Double B is I like the smart guy. Right. 
Well, I think as a kid, I probably liked Alvin more, but as an adult, I'm kind of like... Oh, he's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> he's he, he, he was what I wanted to be, but I realized yeah. that I'm more Theodore at the end of the day. So. <laughs> you want to wear a full-body turtleneck that's just a big G on the front? Those smocks are <laughs> hilarious. Can we break out of this for a second to talk about their attire? Body-length turtleneck sweaters. There, it is I, amazing. It's like Dave like found them naked on the street and tried to clothe them as quick as possible, and they refused to give whatever like worn out socks he gave them at first back. Man, no, imagine trying to dress an actual chipmunk. This is the best you could do. Actually, do that it. that is a plot point of the movie, but I'll I what? won't talk about that. <laughs> no, you're no, talking about that right it. now. <laughs> Gary, you're to... our expert witness here. <laughs> Don't tight lip us. Brief uh, recess so that we can talk about the movie. I'm trying to remember. He cuts. I, I'm, I'm going to ask my wife here because she's sitting right here. It's a curtain, right? That he cuts the clothes for the kids out of in the movie. Yeah, it's, it's like a gone with the wind sort curtains. of thing. And I'm pretty sure it's out of the curtains or pillowcases or something. Sure. And then, because they're naked for like half the movie. And then he's like, well, you're people now, so you need clothes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it lets the animators get away with just drawing a lump of head on top of an undetailed body. That's just right. like a few cylinders stacked on top of each other. <laughs> did you uh did you guys happen to see uh any of the chipettes? Any of the We got to talk about the chipettes. <laughs> in the in, in what? In the movie or is there in the in this? Well, I I went out of my way and looked up all the single ladies from assume presumably a movie, <laughs> one of the several movies. Yes. Yeah. And they're naked for a good bit of that and that made me weirdly uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, so they're basically mirror images of the male characters. They exist to provide female-centric plot lines, like joining social cliques, learning to dance, etc. It's, et it's the eighties. They are weirdly sexualized. Hmm. Yeah, like, they, they, they are. A lot of accessories, a lot of makeup. It's like in uh, it's like in Five Goes West when the mice get all dolled up for the show. I think they're kind of hot. <laughs> Is that wrong of me? What? Uh, okay, on the own. spectrum, where are they from? Uh, uh, Max's girlfriend in Goofy movie. Down oh, she's to, a babe. Oh, yeah, I know. Down to <laughs> <laughs> look at him confer with. His, oh, I was, I was trying to figure out how much of a furry <laughs> she can babe? to be. <laughs> I don't know who's on the other end of that spectrum, but. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I just—it's the ensemble group, you know. Like it's—it's uh, it's like three sorceress witches. It's like a coven. It's like a coven of sexy chipmunks. <laughs> they got a. Gary, chime gotta... in. Chime in with something incriminating. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I feel like in the episodes that I saw, like Brittany particularly is dangerously self self absorbed and creating all sorts of she's disillusions for. Oh, double standard! Come on, Alvin does that too. <laughs> well, okay, fine. I guess he's a little. He's honestly a little bit more lovable though. Uh, he's not always walking around saying I'm the most gorgeous thing alive. No, he, 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 he would bit. if that he would though. <laughs> he would if Good that point. was his goal. <laughs> if if Dave didn't tell him to stop saying words like gorgeous to describe himself, <laughs> not in this house. No, Alvin, don't you want to play with the GI Joe? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we need to be a wholesome boy band. <laughs> yeah. Did any of these kids grow up and turn out to be gay? That is the question. <laughs> oh, probably 80s. Alvin. Probably Alvin. <laughs> Good point. I mean, he's always he's always acting out. He's got the best fashion sense. That is true. If I can stereotype a little, no, you, <laughs> which I probably can't. So <laughs> let's pull that back. Yeah, let's go back to the wholesome talking about hot chipmunk chipettes. <laughs> I just think they got something going on. <laughs> right on. Yeah, you wish. 
<laughs> um, yeah, okay. Uh, so we, we should talk about Dave. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Dave. Uh, Dave, <laughs> Dave is he's sad. He's a man of infinite patience. <laughs> I I thought of him as what if John Arbuckle got angry instead of instead of sad. Well, he's <laughs> he's got something to do, right? And he's like a father figure instead of like a pet owner, which is substantially more responsibility. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah, I guess so. I mean, he takes him to like the dentist and shit. <laughs> all of the parental obligations. <laughs> the dentist. <laughs> That's all I know and about shit. parenting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I just I find him interesting. I want to know everything about this man. Does he date? Well, he's he's a single father. Trying yeah. to make it on his own with three kids. He's, he's a Bojack Horseman and horsing around. <laughs> it's the same I idea. Want, I guess I want to, I guess what I'm really asking is how many times has he been called by the cops for one of Alvin's benders? Ooh. I guess that's what I really want to know. Uh, a lot? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, they kind, of, they kind of have like shades of a weird abusive relationship because <laughs> his catchphrase is screaming his son's name. It's true. Yeah. That's Every true. episode is it's it's a coin toss. Is are there shenanigans going to get him in a lot of trouble, or are they going to somehow all turn out okay in the end? And it's even better than you could have imagined. That is like, true. Like when, like when they film a big old music video and they accidentally switch it with their baby pictures or with their home movies when they were babies, but that ends up being a really good music video anyway. And he's like, "Oh, you boys shouldn't have." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. I was kind of surprised by, while it's very gimmicky and somewhat formulaic, I was kind of surprised by how much formula there wasn't in the episodes that I saw. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's what I was saying with the structure is a little loose. Yeah. Freeform. Yeah. It's like jazz. It's the notes it's, you don't hear. Right. It's not like Blue's Clues where every episode is point A, point B, point C, point D. Yeah, very structured. But No, in, in the therapy episode that I watched, it like was just a... like clip show and with clip show you think like oh one clip for each commercial break right uh or n plus one whatever but no it was like (laughs) they were rapid fire kind of almost like quickie comic strip things like in garfield and friends where like he'd be like well like like this one time i was selfish in this way and then he'd go back and they'd do a little quick thing and he'd be out in a minute i'm like that's not how a cartoon works (laughs) that's too fast for a cartoon (laughs) you're gonna hurt something you're gonna hurt yourself, <laughs> man. Now I now I want to watch this therapy episode. That sounds very interesting. It, it uh, was interesting. There... He started off like walking into the therapy office and being and like there's a woman behind the desk and he like looks in the closet. And he's like, okay, where's the doctor? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm like, oh, geez, this is dated. Were Were there any episodes that uh, spoke to you about something emblematic of the show? Um, I've always really, part of the reason I, I chose the Back to Our Future episode was just because it does kind of connect the 60s series to the 80s series, and yeah. and, and it references so many things along the way that I think are fun. Let's let's start talking about that episode, then. Yeah. If yeah, so you want to do it, like, how do you want to do this format? Do you want to just go through the two episodes that you discussed? Yeah, that's, that's fine. Well, I, I don't know. I don't really know that I have a lot to say about Batmunk in you hindsight. You have all to say about this, man. <laughs> I, I, I think we can hit a couple of major plot beats in uh, the Back to the Future parody, because there was some really good stuff. Yeah. Um, what was the, Zane, what was the episode title again? It was like Back for the Future or something? Oh, I'm not looking it up. It's ba- looking Back it up. to Our Future, I think. Yeah. <laughs> TM. Great. <laughs> 
Sounds pretty good. Mail it to ourselves. <laughs> right. right. I, I was shocked to see that John Hughes put his name on this. <laughs> really? Legendary 80s film director John Hughes, yeah. That's that crazy. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess this is one of those weird things where, like, I, I think I read a little something about it where a bunch of celebrities just appear in the movies because it's well known enough that even though the product is not, like, critically successful and they they're not going to win any emmys or anything it's just no one's going to blame them for showing up on a thing of the chipmunks right it's just mm-hmm. acceptable fluff you know sure <laughs> right sure it's like if woody allen or mel brooks calls you you're not going to say sorry i'm yeah. busy <laughs> you're going to you're going to do the movie even if it's a garbage one <laughs> yeah The way that they do these parodies in the eighth season, um, they set up the premise and then they make sort of the standard jokes when you're making fun of these entities. Like a lot of them are pretty stock jokes that you've heard from every right. uh, parody of them. And what's interesting is they oscillate back and forth in the episode from being totally self-aware that they're doing a parody to being totally engaged in the fiction. It's it, I got whiplash. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I didn't. I didn't get the same feeling. Like I honestly didn't even feel like they were making jokes. I. I figured they were. I. I didn't even really see like humor that was making fun of the original source material. I just saw a concept that was done from a movie, and now these chipmunks are doing something that is mostly like it. But that's where it ends. Like Marty McFly never had his past self come to the future so he could give him a stern talking to and then have like a band contest about <laughs> like that's ridiculous but There's what a movie nothing... that would have been what a movie that would have well that would cause a paradox Marty <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so okay in this episode there's a framing device where they talk about how they're gonna be in this episode <laughs> or where they're watching back to the future mm-hmm. and they yeah the framing device is interesting <laughs> it is because again they start wherever they please so they're, they're in like, like a drive-in movie theater or something or maybe that was batmunk but they're like hey we're gonna go back and feud to to the past and then they find out there's a time machine <laughs> it's, yeah it's very confusing one of the grand traditions of the chipmunks don't fl- follow their own plot they like they couldn't, they, they couldn't even be bothered to watch it themselves. <laughs> they couldn't be bothered to read the notes. There's no quality control on this. So I wouldn't they, want it to. No. They, they see in their album that their picture is fading. And mm-hmm. they say, aha, past us must not want to go into rock music. We need to go back to the 50s us to convince them uh, to okay. go into rock music. Okay, I apologize. You are right. That is a direct reference. (laughs) Fading picture is the right reference. Mm -hmm. And this is where my first objection comes from. So, they're clearly children here in the 80s. Right. I thought about this, I was puzzling this one over, too. (laughs) But they're also children in the 50s. But they know that they're children in the 50s as well. Do they know that they're ageless cartoons? Has there been a cartoon about the ennui of living in a cartoon, like Groundhog's Day, the animated series? Oh, that would be so good. (laughs) Guys, I have great news. Eastern Chipmunk, lifespan of three years. Siberian Chipmunk, lifespan of six to ten years. I'm sorry, I froze a little. Did you just put in Chipmunk facts while you were waiting for me? He did. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to to do that. (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah, they would have been dead twice over by then. So, so yeah, yeah, they are Highlanders. 
problem that's problem the first well hopefully you crapped out on like paying attention to plot mechanics by that point no i was i was all in for this episode (laughs) (laughs) how about when they started singing back in time so this every episode of the chipmunks they sing a chipmunk version either of an original song or you like you say the kids bop version of an existing song this mm-hmm. one kind of works. Mm-hmm. I uh, personally, I like their original songs more than I care to hear them do "Uptown Girl" or whatever. Or Bohemian Rhapsody. Material World was good. <laughs> I like Back in Time and the uh, the other one that they did while I was listening to this, uh, Danger Zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I think you just need something with like enough of a beat, really. Mm-hmm. And eighties uh, were not uh, were not sloppy about putting beat in there. They like a strong not. beat in their music, so it was just it was pretty easy to do. It was mostly keyboards making it happen, so <laughs> Oh man, I love how I love the at the end of the episode when those two bands are next to each other and they're playing totally different instruments. Because they <laughs> yeah. contemporized. Right. Oh. If they had a nineties version, we'd be seeing a guitar and a cowbell or something. <laughs> Have you ever listened great. to nineties music? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Hard no. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> back in the past, I'm and they have sorry. like oh, a friend. No. They have a friend who brings them back to the past. Yeah, guy, what is this guy? I don't know. What was it Lloyd? What was his name? I don't know. I... Blendon Blandon from Gravity Falls. <laughs> yeah. He was some lazy <laughs> version of Dave, basically. And yeah. here's the second jarring moment. They're walking through the 50s era drawn chipmunk house. <laughs> Oh, everything's we, at weird angles. Everything's at canted, like, Kubrickian angles. It all no, looks it's so just, flat. It's just a flat background, and they're walking <laughs> in front of it like they're on a stage. <laughs> yeah, like it's a Flintstones, like, And then we watch two identical characters in different art styles argue with themselves, <laughs> and the old characters, like, because they're done in the old style, not only are they, like, lumpier, but they're only animated once every, like, three frames. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. <laughs> it's... Like, the commitment to matching the old style is mm-hmm. beautiful. <laughs> I, I thought so, too. Yeah. And that was, that was I guess, Ross Jr. doing an impression of Ross Sr., which is kind of fun. Yeah, it's an homage. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, that was crazy. And when they were talking to each other like that, that's when I realized that the, the that's when I realized, like, the dialogue gap thing, which I, I don't think I'll be able to do it justice. Let's put a clip in <laughs> so that everyone knows what we're talking about when we say, like... That they enunciate everything because that's the only way to make the chipmunk voices work. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. I have a quote here. That, bring it. <laughs> bring it, nerd. Uh, the scientist guy comes back to, to pick up the chipmunks and bring them to the future. He says, mm-hmm. no, time, no time like the present. Or is it no time like the future in the past like the present? Jeez. <laughs> Jeez, pay your interns, guys. They they really yeah. know what they're doing here. They, but, um, <laughs> basically, to convince the past chipmunks to go into the rock career, they have to show them the success of them in the present. So they send them to the present and pretend to be them from the past so that they don't get missing. Mm-hmm. And we Makes get to watch familiar. old Dave's brain melt as he watches them rap. <laughs> he <laughs> oh is Oh, my us. God, that rap! And I the, love the, all the, kinds of girls. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the the rap is where I started thinking about it like kids pop. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's a classic uh, Ross Senior song, yeah. Alvin's harmonica that they did there. And then Ross Junior did the version, which is if just you, the worst. Uh, if you will but... permit me a Dave quote, 
no one knows how to play the harmonica. What does that mean? (laughs) No one. Can't be done. Where where is this harmonica vendetta coming from, Dave? It is a Lovecraftian instrument. (laughs) It is beyond our understanding. It exists in eight dimensions. Um, We see the people from the past living in the comforts of the future. Uh, Ben, does this feel familiar at all? Maybe it's, it's Flintstones versus the Jetsons. Maybe we've seen something exactly like this. Maybe we've seen Fred Flintstone like conning the entire future because he's the alpha male. Yeah, it's 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 kind of amazing how often cartoons like recycle it, and they can get by on the strength of having mm-hmm. a different, you know, content base. It's it's the same plots. Like you wouldn't be able to do this. Well, I mean, I guess you can do this. You do have like standard uh, plot line. Uh, so you standard plot line in other genres of things, like you know, soap operas. You hear about this all the time. Is that you know, so- soap operas that they do like the evil twin thing. They do the cheating on you thing. They they have Marry a lot the of devil. common beats that they go through. So the time travel thing is kind of the cartoon version of that in some ways. And speaking of recycled plots, I mean, I watching this, I was reminded we didn't even touch on it, but where they go to prehistoric like times for like seconds. a hot second. <laughs> yeah, yep. th- so many shows did that back in the day, and they went to a commercial uh-huh. break right when the giant yeah. dinosaur was charging them. It's like I almost feel like that was like such a, a trope, land before time but, thing. Be- a land before, kind of before time, yeah, some sharp tooth nostalgia. <laughs> it's we- is it weird that like. Yeah. Live action sitcoms and animated sitcoms each have their like standard plot lines, and there's they don't overlap. <laughs> well, they I I don't think that's weird at all. Uh, one strength of the animated medium is that you're allowed to do what you can't do in a in a normal mm-hmm. medium. Remember when we were talking about like Lupin the Third can do what James Bond can't, so he does right. over the top action things that would never be possible. <laughs> that's gotta watch that again. <laughs> Lupin the Third's great. Lupin the Third. Um, so Ben, how are we? Are we out referencing you too much about our own content, man? I feel kind of bad. <laughs> yeah, Gary, bring us That's home. How right. do they resolve this time travel dilemma? Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, trying. How to on earth can they decide who stays in the future and who goes back to the past? It it doesn't have a rhythm to it like a story. Oh, that's there's right. No because linearity, they have eight. because it's all just moments that are smashed together in the form of a Dagwood sandwich of a plot. <laughs> Yeah, and and I wish I had an excuse, but I literally watched this earlier today, and I've already forgotten how the, how it ended. But it's yeah, a battle of the bands. Scientist has made a Rocco meter. That's, that's to how find they decide who, whose music is best. Yeah, the Rocco meter. That's whose the music best part. is best. The objective medium of music appreciation. <laughs> it's the louder one. Mm-hmm. So this this like song is actually songs. great. Yeah, I like I'm this into a lot. It. <laughs> like changing styles, going back and forth using different instruments. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Finding respect yeah. through e- to like uh, uh, respect for each other through respect the medium of <laughs> yes, Looking respect for... And I think that's I think that's something that can be said for the chipmunks. Whether yeah, let's take dialogue, let's take story, plot, and all that out of the picture. But I think that the music is something that has always been the heart of the show mm-hmm. and just the whole franchise. And in general, I feel like that's what they do really well. Everything else is just sort of yeah, to, heart. to get a, to get us on. there. That's its strength. It's it's odd because mm-hmm. the strength is something that is all yeah. gimmick. But again, they make <laughs> right, no they true. make no apologies for it. They they're they're like this is what we're right. this is what we're peddling, 
if, if you can buy into it, then this is what <laughs> you can get. I feel like there's thousands of ways that this could have gone wrong for them, but somehow... Yeah, it maybe there were like a hundred of these, and this is just the one that, that rose to the top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In a Thunderdome kind of way. In a Thundercats kind of way. <laughs> In a Thundercats kind of way. Oh. Um, yeah, so that was that's back, from, back to our future. For the most part, yeah. So I had a bunch no. of notes for that, and then I'm looking at my notes for Batmunk, and I literally just wrote Batmunk, and there's nothing else. So take it <laughs> <Yeah>. away. <laughs> help, help us out with that one. Boy, oh boy. Uh, th- this is just, this was cashing in on the popularity of Batman at the time. The 1989 Batman had just released, and although you have to figure that it was probably in production mm. prior to They've that. They've got connections. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it seems very reminiscent of that particular movie because Joker's the bad guy or Laughster or whatever they call him in this. <laughs> Chuckler. Jokester, thank you. Bryce Again, Wayne. I watched this recently. <laughs> Jokester. <and laughs> Bryce Wayne, that was do you remember perhaps the, my do you, favorite. Do you remember the Jokester's <laughs> fiendish crime in this one? Uh, making bogus toys, right? Yeah, he, he, he has a bunch of galoots rounding up all the Batmunk toys at the toy stores and in, <laughs> incepting... <laughs> His uh, his own you know knockoff <laughs> versions of it with the jokester. I mean, if we're being honest, Jack Nicholson's Joker pretty much just broke into an art museum and spray painted some walls and listened to Prince. <laughs> so it's not, I love it's not a I horrible love goofy Joker almost <laughs> as much as I love Heath Ledger Joker. Right. <laughs> I I don't know, man. I, it's it's. I'd like to see a sitcom with those two Jokers living together. Oh my god, the two Jokers? <laughs> Mark Hamill's best of both worlds. <laughs> That's true. There's gotta... Oh man, what would be what would be that sitcom called? We can wa- workshop a good thing. Hmm. Joke's on the you. One who la- no, the one you. who laughs last? <laughs> yeah, that's good too. That's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> After laughter? That's, <laughs> yeah. the, that's the Dateline story. <laughs> oh, that, that was like the Simpsons behind the laughter. <laughs> right. Get these. Scars? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah and they they cast simon as the uh as batmunk and mm-hmm. i i do love his like cape and cowl and he's all he's all he's got all the batman thing but then there's just big doofy glasses over it <laughs> over the mask how else would we know that's who it is that's mm-hmm. oh that's good and with uh with with theodore ted theodore as, logan yeah. as the uh as his uh as his butler uh yeah as his alfred i forget i forget what his name was in the episode but happy happy Happy. they have the (laughs) goal to name him happy for the purpose of a bad joke that's right and they put a little mustache on him which was they they give him the little alfred mustache it's so cute (laughs) i i see what you mean about him being adorable like yeah he's just made for costumes isn't he he pretty much is he's darling They have the uh, they have the Vicky Vale stand in whoever that is it's um, Mickey Mail Mickey, Mickey Ma- yeah Mickey, Mickey Minaj Ma- and <laughs> you know it's it's yeah. the chipette uh huh yeah. I don't know it's what a like, there's like things didn't happen in that episode <laughs> like, no they didn't oh man and, <laughs> and time and, until they were done <laughs> events occurred uh, Finn yeah. It's funny because I loved Batman so much as a kid. I had I had this on VHS. I, I meant to bring it down so you could see the <laughs> That's okay, awesome VHS artwork. Um, I had this and Robomunk, which is I watched both of those last night, and I was like, "Wow, this is the worst." But fortunately, <laughs> I was able to rewatch Back to Our Future today, and it was a real palate cleanser. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
<laughs> I, I, uh, so, so you are saying that like this show has like a lot of uh, nostalgia for you, and watching it again is kind of a kind of difficult. It's a mixed bag. But I, I don't think I'm getting a real sense of how much you dislike it. Do you think that you can maybe nail that down for us a little bit? I don't think I dislike it. I just fall somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I, I would, I, I would watch this actively, and I love it because what it meant to me, but just as something like what I. Would it be the first thing I put on? Yeah. No, no. Yeah, not you, at all. you ever go back to your old childhood favorite candy, and you're like, "Oh, too sweet now." Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. because they got rid of all the trans fats. No, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, well, yeah they got rid of I, all I wouldn't say a whole bag of Warheads. I couldn't taste anything for a month. <laughs> you you yeah. went to the Slurpee place and specifically requested no flavor. Yeah, <laughs> you requested plain. <laughs> that sounds good to me. Actually, this was a frequent occurrence. No, because they put a topping on it, and I got all topping, and it was just tart flavor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, I just want sour. And they called it shocker. So, so I go they, up to a guy, I'm like, sure did. "Give me a cup of shocker." <laughs> yep. And I didn't understand why all the older boys were laughing. Makes sense why know. they were all, you know, making that, those hand gestures now, though. I thought they were yeah. hanging ten, and then a couple extra. <laughs> hanging ten and a few more. <laughs> there's, there's, in all likelihood, that con, con, that, uh, that those last few sentences will get cut, Gary. So, so don't worry too much. <laughs> he didn't say them. <laughs> well, I don't know if he wants to be associated with us anymore. I don't. No, no, you guys are great. He knew that what was this fun. was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, so uh, it, it sounds to me like you fully recognize that without the benefit of nostalgia, this would be a, a pretty big gutter ball. Is that accurate? I think so. I think even as an adult, if I were to just catch something at random and it was a good episode, I would I would be into mm-hmm. it. But something like Robo Monk, which was somehow even worse than Bat Monk, I uh, I'll, I'll be I don't like Howie be... to the Danger Zone. <laughs> I did like that. <laughs> I will give the show this. In addition to its heart, um, mm-hmm. if you are not familiar with the gimmicks, they do read as you know effective translations of the stories they're aping. Right. That's so, true. like, if if you're a kid and you haven't seen all these references before, and since there's so many, there's a good chance you yeah. haven't. Like, it works. Um, that's why I think I I enjoyed it more as a kid. Um, yeah. But, you know, I've. I've seen enough Batman parodies now. I don't. I don't need more. <laughs> That's it's true. Not, Am I more the, jaded now? I don't know. It's not the first time we've seen something like this either. You know, you see, you see references to a bunch of shit in Animaniacs that you're not ready to see and or that you have no frame of reference for um, as a, as a as a kid. And you know, part of what this medium does is it much like the way kids bop does uh, music is it, it finds a new market for this same material. Mm-hmm. And so the way you do that is translating it through this medium and it comes out and, you know, the the medium in the first place is valuable. It's popular for a reason. So it makes sense to try to sell it to, you know, overseas markets or right. whatever what, the analogy what kids is bop there. Trap should we, what kids bop track should we put as the outro? Kid bop trap. Uh, baby got back. Baby got back. <laughs> baby got back. Classic kids bop tune. Just a ton of censoring or changing the lyrics. <laughs> well... Actually, Zane, if you're a fiending for some outro music, I I don't are you are either of you guys familiar with Chipmunk songs sung at half speed? No. <laughs> Walk us through this. I I feel like maybe I should just give you the link for it because this is a real 
the AV Club article that I that I mentioned earlier is is responsible for tuning me into this. Um, let, me, let me see if I can find it. And uh, basically, what it is is uh, just exactly what it sounds like. But it uh, to the let's see if I can find the quote here. Industrial, yeah. Um, to quote the article. But the jokes are lame, the performance is lackluster, the premise full of holes, and the music only tolerable when played at half speed, where it sounds like industrial music on antidepressants. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you whip it. I'm gonna go ahead and post this for you guys. I love whip it. So, I think if if I were you, I both give that a quick once over. Whip It is likewise a very gimmicky song that I love. Fair enough. And it taught me well what to do when a problem comes along. <laughs> I like this first comment is, oh boy, now we're getting the Rugrats composer into this. <laughs> <laughs> Whip it good. Into it... shape. <laughs> um, I do Zainal, just want to say... Put a, put a link in the show notes because I think that's a very worthwhile way to listen to the chipmunks nowadays. <laughs> I do want to say, you know, the the chipmunks aesthetic can wear on you or be jarring. I think they have great harmony. Yeah, that is true. It's really hard, in my opinion, to harmonize with yourself. And the <laughs> fact that that's basically what they're doing the whole time is pretty impressive. Harmonizing with himself as different characters at different pitches at different speeds simultaneously. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's right. a weird out lot of guesswork. Shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I guess you only have to get it right once, and then you sort of have it, though. You know, the the, the right intonation and 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 key mm. and speed. To yeah, I, I guess so. It it's still impressive. Like, I don't want to under undersell how difficult that must be to do. Like, certainly harder than playing the harmonica. <laughs> Who plays the harmonica? Nobody knows how to play those things. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's funny. I I've got some of their like vinyls. Like back in the eighties, they did like chipmunk punk. <laughs> you know where where it's like the chipmunks doing popular punk songs of the time that's got a really distressing album cover yeah right yeah it's like it's like very nearly blackface <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i never thought about that but all right uh, uh yeah yeah apparently that was like unreasonably popular at the time like it like sold pretty well yeah well, it's funny because, like, I never knew I wanted to hear the Chipmunks do My Sharona, but as soon as I heard it, I was like, how have I lived my whole life and not known about this? You know, it's, <laughs> it's bizarre. And that they just scratch that itch that I don't know I have until until it's put in front of me, basically. Yeah. You, you, could um, kind of, you could probably describe a lot of music enjoyment like that, to be honest. I guess that's true. In, in I guess general. that's true. And one thing that I'll say in terms of their music is that, for the most part, they aren't just half-assing it. Like, they're full assing it because they're completely re-recording the instruments and stuff yeah. it's not like they're just taking a song and then speeding up the voices and over overlaying it onto a track they're yeah. actually re-recording parts of the song because mm -hmm. like me as a musician like i hear the guitar solo in their version of my sharona and i'm like oh that's varied from the original version <laughs> you know just stuff huh. like that that i find fascinating that yeah i think gives some credibility to what is at face value a gimmick well well the, the creator of it and i'm sure he imparted this 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 ethos to his son he loved music you know he, he right. was a he was a struggling musician so that uh you know that that kind of care and that that 
that notion of quality for for this medium uh, actually makes a lot of sense. And yeah, I didn't yeah, notice I it so. because I'm not very musically inclined. But the fact that you picked up on that really does speak to a, a, a lot of care from the creator. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, in in a sense, like I still think he had Jim Davis like business sensibilities to be able to <laughs> to market this. But uh, oh, don't we... get me wrong, if. If I had the option, I would definitely watch Garfield and Friends over this, but, you know. <laughs> ooh, ooh. I, I would love to pick your yeah. brain about the mm-hmm. no, that notion at some point. Okay. I, gotta dis- I, think, I, gotta I think Garfield and Friends is real that. trash. It'd be fun to talk about again. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go back and listen to that episode. Um, okay. I'd like to jump yeah. from the music to talk about uh, this yeah. intro to this show. One sec. I actually, I actually have one more thing in music before we jump away. Yeah, sure. Just because we've been talking a lot of sugar about, well, maybe not a lot of sugar, like low cal sweetener Molasses. about this. Uh, yeah, about this, we've been we've been talking Splenda about the music that chipmunks do because if it's even if it's not for you, you can at least appreciate it on some metric. Mm-hmm. Do you notice what kind of music they would play whenever it wasn't a chipmunks theme? It was all like like uh, family friendly sitcom pastoral stuff. Yeah, I thought so. It was weird. It was like all woodwinds and like friendly, like really friendly clarinets and stuff. Right. Like, uh, you know, Brady Bunch or Leave it to Beaver or something like that. It just had a lot of orchestral lightness to it in hmm. a way that I don't think really mixed well with all the kind of heavier beats of the chipmunk stuff. It's funny. I didn't, I somehow didn't notice that. I need to, I need I, to re I could re-examine. be partly making it up. <laughs> you know, like You're probably not. Sometimes You're I make up not. content to be able to talk about things. <laughs> so maybe that's happening, but I don't know. In the, yeah. the Batmonk Monk episode, I would expect that sort of behavior. <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot yeah, to, to say. Get the camp, to get the Alan West crowd yeah. in there. Adam West? <laughs> Alan West is Al- younger. Alan West. Alan West. <laughs> <laughs> the, ba- the butler's intern is Alvin West. Is anyone, what the butler. Yeah. I wasn't. Cool. Uh, and now I was. So this intro. Yeah. Yeah. I have no problem with the song. Mm-hmm. Simple rhymes, 80 synth groove, keeps it moving, great syncopation. This mm-hmm. series of scenes that we are provided is real special. <laughs> it's real yeah. all over the place. It's clip show, right? It's Kind of. It's like... Because didn't a, they do each of these movies in turn? I think so. Maybe... No, not not the not the movie one. The General Alvin and the Chipmunks theme song. Oh, I thought you were talking about the yeah. I well, I frankly, I love the Alvin and the Chipmunks theme song. Yeah, it's great. So I, I just want to walk you through this series of scenes. <laughs> Fair enough. They're they're playing a packed stadium. Fine, makes sense. Individually colored matching tuxedos. They dance around before sliding toward the camera. They slide for two whole measures. <laughs> it looks ridiculous, <laughs> just slowly moving forward toward the camera. The animation is real floaty in Elvie and the Chipmunks. Like they have a lot of weird momentum and then slide around solid objects. Yeah, they could lot. do one of those. They could do one of those Yoshi double jumps, and you like you wouldn't notice. <laughs> it fits right in. Yeah, I that's would, some um, Jamiroquai level dancing right there. They fall. What was the, that? <laughs> Did you just say a magic word? No, look it up. No, I know that's it's a comedy bang bang joke. I'm, directly referencing i'm sorry guys don't sue me um but they they fall off the edge of the stage and we cut to dave who looks like he's in a bad slasher film he's just oh <laughs> just covering Dave's his faces face. are real special um and the chipmunks are saying like they'll that they'll bring me action and satisfaction <laughs> but the best part is they fall through a trap door 
and go down a translucent slide amidst a background of stars in an alternate dimension where yeah. they bounce along letters floating in space. It's like a it's like an Inspector Gadget's intro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cut to surfing. <laughs> Cut I to love the it's the day of the, the big game. Thing. Cut to they're they're bad boys on a you know they're they're all playing left field. They trip over a fence and now they're on motorcycles like. <laughs> This, I, this I saw it contextless the... <laughs> clip show where that just seamless, right? I well, love while it. Well, I, 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 I agree. And while we're talking about Dave's stupid face, let's talk about that <laughs> that face he had while the kids were rapping. That was where his mouth is <laughs> yes, just open for five holes. <laughs> it's hilarious. It was like Owen Wilson looking bewildered in Midnight in Paris. <laughs> don't don't you get started. Don't you get me started on Owen Wilson in Midnight in Paris. I have very strong, very difficult It's an hour and a half of confused that. looks and broken oh, noses. <laughs> and and, and showers science. to get the positive ions going. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was... I honestly, I, I have a lot of, like, I don't have a lot of nostalgia for the content of Alvin and the Chipmunks. I vaguely remember watching the Go to the Movies episode, but with Moriarty in it, but, mm. um, or with, the uh, with the, like, the Sherlock episode. Yep. Um, but I, I don't really remember much of the, the core show, but mm-hmm. I very, very well remember this intro. This intro really stayed with me. That, yeah. that that tidal wave thing and it pans out and he's in front of the shower with like a backdrop thing <laughs> that stayed in my memory so hard right coming so out stronger hard. than ever before we're the yeah. chipmunks <laughs> alvin simon theodore yeah it's theodore. it's a very catchy song and i think i think the chipmunks go to the movie song is equally catchy like it just gets in your head immediately yeah, mm. I mean, like most of them are going to be fairly similar because they have to be high pitched and energetic. But uh, what mm. what do you like about the what do you like about the the, the chipmunks go to the movie intro or song? Because I, I honestly it didn't stick with me as much. Really, I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, it's probably nostalgia again. I, I'm not really sure. Did you because... try to mostly watch the go to the movies bits? No, I just had the VHS tapes for several of the go to the movies things. Ah, so it's starting starting to come together now. Yeah. So I watched the ones that I watched a lot. Yeah. And I don't know what that says for my, my discretion because I did have RoboMonk on VHS, but that... <laughs> that's okay. That's you should have sold it at the RetroCon, my dude. <laughs> that's right. Someone would have bought it. <laughs> One of these days. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's in a box sitting in my spare shower currently. Mm-hmm. So she agrees. <laughs> <laughs> the dude abides. Yeah. It's uh, I I don't know. I just I like the structure of the song, I guess. And then and then there's a lot of movie references and things. The movie that... references were pretty. I, I like the uh, I like the Star Wars one quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Like for some reason, just like the way Alvin's face contorts, in, like blocking the lightsaber shot. For some reason, I'm just like, oh, that's, that's good good reaction yeah. shot there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Mark Hamill's working overtime. <laughs> And he was probably in that episode. I don't know. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. That uh, was before he was in demand again. Yeah. <laughs> Did you... Uh, so uh, to, to talk a little bit more about kind of the way the animation works, mm-hmm. um, uh, what I what I had a big problem with is that they, they didn't make much of an effort to mix the animation and the sound together well. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, because, I noticed that too. Yeah, there, there's places where it looks a little choppy or, or not really polished, and I, 
I wonder if they like they cared about the music and then the animation. They were just like, we already kind of got what we needed out the door, because uh, you know when Alvin is doing that harmonica song, mm-hmm. the harmonica goes two like that two full measure irregularity is in full effect. <laughs> the harmonica keeps going once Alvin has taken it out of his mouth. That is true. <laughs> so you know you can only blame youtube lagging for so much that was pretty obvious <laughs> lazy animation no they synced up good in the beginning i don't know where yeah. we dropped frames in the middle i don't know if there was like a sunspot but yeah, <laughs> there's chipmunk buffering yeah chipmunk buffering <laughs> that would be like i wouldn't mind that as like like my buffer icon i'm tired of this hourglass i wouldn't mind like just a chipmunk slowly eating celery there you go That's my buffer I like, icon. I like the sound of that <laughs> Uh, do, yeah, we, not, do we have anything else? I feel like I feel like I kind of rushed this uh, along just because, uh, listener, it might not seem like it. We've actually been recording for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been a bit. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. Uh, I I don't have much left. I had one more chipmunks an- anecdote, which is sure. really in the. I mean, this is really true to the show style. It's not really me making a joke or a point. It's me just referencing a thing that I liked. Uh, but you might enjoy it. So uh, I don't know, Gary. I hate if these buildups. If if you are familiar with the uh, with the stand-up comedian Patton Oswalt, mm-hmm. I've 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 heard of him. Yeah, well, I've, whether I've, you Patton and Oswalt before, I've heard of him. <laughs> yes, we're walking I've together the as it were. <laughs> the uh, so um, w- whether you like him or not, uh, he uh, he did a bit on one of his earlier kind of stand-up specials where he talked about. He and his uh, he he as a kid had the Chipmunk CD, and for hmm. fun he would slow it down as far as it would go until the Chipmunks sounded like regular people and Dave uh-huh. sounded like a demon from the seventh circle of hell. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know whether you want to clip it in or not, Zane, but it was just it's very funny. It was like, and I want a hula hoop. <laughs> 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 know about the hula hoop (laughs) (laughs) did you ever get that hula hoop i'd like to think so it's probably answered in an episode somewhere perhaps the christmas one i i really hope so (laughs) i can only Uh, hope because i'm not going to confirm it for myself man right (laughs) i don't know i've always enjoyed just the brand to a certain level i mean i have seen all four movies and Against all odds, Have I do you? like a majority of them. So she agrees. <laughs> <laughs> how did, how did, she's she's providing a lot of commentary. How does she feel about the movies? How do you feel about the movies? Wimpy Kid's better. <laughs> she says Diary from Wimpy Kid is better. So <laughs> okay, fair enough. You look either one or the other. Well, it, it, um, I uh, so I, I I don't you know fault you for liking movies that not everybody enjoys that the spectrum of uh no, there's no accounting is. for taste there's no accounting for taste exactly my friend least kept of on, all with me i've Power been Rangers watching Turbo. the i've been i've been watching oh geez i've been watching the uh <laughs> the um nin uh the the nintendo nickelodeon version of uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles the mm-hmm. 2012 one which Love is very it. good and yeah. I've been talking to my friend Ulysses a lot, and he's like, oh, I love the Ninja Turtles, but not the cartoon, only the live-action movies. Who's <laughs> like, Heaven. Yeah, this is like... It was It was difficult to continue the conversation a little bit, because I just... I kind of needed him not to continue 
any of his points. But at least he didn't say, "But only the live action series." I mean, there, it, it could get worse. Can it get worse than the ninja rap? Have you seen Mona Lisa? The fifth turtle they created for the live action show. They created like a fifth turtle. That's by the way, dynamite name for a fifth turtle. And they gave her boobs. Sure, that's important on her undershell. Yeah, whatever you call that. That's very important. <laughs> the belly. Well, you should the know belly. this as a person who enjoys uh, uh, Marshall well, Lou Montana kept. and his uh, and his crew. All the uh, all the you know belladonnas or whatever the colloquialism for Southern women is. Uh, they all all the cows have gigantic, ridiculous gigantic breasts. Well, <laughs> bovine adonis. They they have udders, man. <laughs> they can have both. <laughs> We're not getting into the Cowboys of Mesa talk Sorry, again. <laughs> I know. I promised I wouldn't. Damn. Um, yeah, but uh, so we should we should start wrapping up. Um, yeah. Final final thoughts. Yeah, uh, Gary, did you did you do you think that you like the go to the movie segments better? than the uh than the rest of the show or is it like is it like uh, you have the the dvd or the uh you know vhs tapes or whatever do you have them because they are your favorite or are they your favorite or you have the most nostalgia because you have them i think i have the most nostalgia because i have them i would actually have to revisit some of the classic series to really like compare and contrast and i wish i had done that in hindsight but it's okay it is more of the same don't worry I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. But I feel like you can get so easily pigeonholed whenever you're trying to fit your whenever you're trying to make something fit into something else. And and you know, like with the regular show, they had more free reign to sort of run around and do whatever they wanted, which could be better or worse. I don't know. It it did make for an interesting watch for those couple other episodes in the main series that I watched because because they really did seem like they were willing to do whatever they felt like. And I guess when you are beholden to trying to keep in line with whatever movie you're parodying or, or referencing that's that's not as viable but i don't know if that's your get up and go then like that's you know <laughs> that's a you don't need to be that free to express yourself if all you kind of wanted to do was say make it so number one in a in chipmunk voice then right you know, that's <laughs> if that's enough that's enough there's, well, we there's all no want. more that needs to be done yeah, right I, I liked it for what it was um you know it, it's got heart it's got gimmicks um it's weird because watching one episode is bad and watching many episodes is bad, but there's like a sweet spot where I'm kind of into it. <laughs> I can definitely relate to that, yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I liked it, but I do respect it as a creative construct. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it boils down to for me. It's I, I appreciate the heart and passion that is still attached to this family-run business. It's, yeah never been in anyone else's hands so yeah that is that is that is fascinating and and like kind of a you know it, it's kind of a um triumph for you know trying to pass the torch onto your onto your family and and uh you know trying to make it work in a in in a new generation it's almost it's almost inspirational for like family operated businesses and trying to make an empire out of something out of something small you know, I've I've heard Jim Davis hitting it big after a bunch of failure, but I get the feeling like the the Bagdasarian senior didn't didn't hit it as big as his son would later hit it. I don't think he did. So it's like uh, a multi generational success story, which is they interesting. They just kept pushing. They were just like, yeah. "This is going to be it someday." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine having that level of confidence over decades. <laughs> I know. And it's and there's got to be something sort of heartbreaking about that too, knowing that you earn the success that your father never quite 
amassed. Although, I mean, Witch Doctor was a huge hit, yeah. so... No, no one should ever have to have successful children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I hope we haven't, uh, you know... Ruined too much of a uh, of a of a childhood nostalgia thing for you, Gary. No, actually, if anything, I I felt very negative towards the show going into this, and then like talking about it has elevated my opinion. Yeah, a little bit. A little so. bit. Yeah, I don't want to watch it anymore, but like I no, I exactly. appreciate what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Now, if those last three episodes that have never been released since they first aired ever show up, I'll, I'll oh, the be one where he does a that, bunch but... of cocaine. No. There's a very special episode. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, when they... Act, what would the next uh, music fad be after rap? The pinnacle of music. Uh, oh, uh, dubstep. Dubstep Yeah, remix? probably. Yeah, probably. Oh, they must have done that in one of the movies. <laughs> now we're going hamster dance again. Yeah, that was um, no good. Yeah, but no, I'm, I'm glad you brought this to us. It, it was yeah. nice to take a look at it again. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad you guys didn't have a miserable time watching it i'm oh, glad did. you didn't watch the robo no I, I did i didn't like okay. doing it i was miserable and you are the cause of that misery but we like you've you this. you've done well, thank this to you. me um, okay ben so <laughs> closing up shop um what are we gonna watch next time oh zane ben, next time we are gonna watch <laughs> You forgot again. Um, we are going to watch... No, no, uh, no. The, I got it. I got it back. I got it back. It's uh, She-Ra. Yes. The new, the new reboot, She-Ra, hmm. adapted hmm. from a spinoff of He-Man. Um, as I understand it, it's only one season right now, and so we're breaking our rule of generally not doing anything that's still ongoing, but um, this was a request by Andrew Spahn, so we have made an exception. He says jump, you know? really good. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I've watched a couple episodes. It is very good. <laughs> Okay. We shouldn't have given him. We shouldn't have given him fancy bad power of attorney. But you know, <laughs> we're here now, and this is what we have to do. <laughs> they were like, "What do you? What does He Man need? More Sailor Moon?" <laughs> <laughs> Zane, you. Uh, I saw a little bit of your conversation with him that you've checked out the new one, and it's like fairly good. Yeah, like surprisingly good. Is it yeah. better than Batmunk? Uh, listen, I don't have to Trixie answer that. Question. <laughs> right. Trixie question. Um, it's it's a show that I intend to watch this entire full season of. Wow. Hmm. Cool. Yep. Uh, and Ben, what about after that? Uh, so let's see. I forgot to pick a show. Didn't I? No, didn't I pick one last time and I talked to you about it and I forgot to write it down? No, the conversation that we had was <laughs> yes. Gary, you're you getting going... an exclusive peek behind the curtain here. <laughs> the conversation that we had for the past two episodes was, oh, wait, I forgot to pick something. And I say, oh, no, it's okay. We have a guest coming and they've selected something. Make sure that you pick something for the next one. Oh, shit. Oh, and shit. that's happened three times now. Oh, man. It's crunch time. No, I got it, Zane. I got it. I got it in spades. We got this. Oh, Zane, God. next time we're going to watch Johnny Bravo. After hey! That. Hey! B-Man Slam himself. I look forward. You just have that in the back pocket for whenever, right? <laughs> I, I remember thinking that I wanted to watch it again and didn't know when it was the right time. And I guess the right time is when I desperately need to come up with a show that we need to watch because I forgot to do my goddamn job. It's that nice middle ground where you don't need to watch a ton of episodes to understand it, but you'll want to watch an, a, a ton of episodes. Uh, I'm to, curious, to find honestly. Those memories that you've hidden away. I'm wondering if this is going to be a chipmunks for us. I, I don't know if we're going to enjoy it anymore. <laughs> I, I think I'm wondering if, like, my, you know, newly not, uh, like, 
I don't know if my like 2018, you know, kind of sensitivities and attitudes towards women are too progressive to enjoy the show on a fundamental level or anything, but I have very strong memories of liking this show a lot. Well, listen, I'm not I'm not the type to do this typically, but if you guys want me back, I've never really watched the show. John so really? it, it would be fun to reverse roles oh, on this. At the That's very least, really right exciting, in. actually. <laughs> we should be, we'll talk, we'll be in negotiations. We'll okay. Yeah. Um, ben, ben, At the very can... least, you should watch an episode and give us your, uh, and give us your hot take on it. I've ben. seen the Bravo Doobie, Bravo Doobie Doo episode, but that's it. May I recommend the episode where uh, Johnny Bravo accidentally becomes Amish? <laughs> yes, you may. Yes, <laughs> okay. it's fantastic. And Ben, we'll be flanking Johnny Bravo with Shira, which is a very you know positive feminist representational sort of thing. Wow. Uh, so we can just do something at the end of the, uh, at, on the other side of Johnny Bravo if we, if we feel guilty. Yeah, if we want to sandwich it. Yeah, make and a make a make a meat sandwich. And if you'd like to meet our sandwich, uh, go ahead and write in a review to the Carton Cast. Yes, please go to our Facebook page or go to www.cartoncast.com or fancybat.com to go ahead and leave us a rating or review. Go to iTunes, shoot us a comment, uh, email us, buy us a hula hoop, whatever you want to do. Is <laughs> Learn fine. the harmonica. Learn the Somebody harmonica. Has to. It will not take you as long as Dave says it will. Don't believe him. He is an abusive father anyway. Uh, and more than anything else, just tell your friends about the show. And. Gary, if you would like to plug your show one more time so people can go over there and listen to a much better podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of pressure. Uh, (laughs) Yep, sure is. The pressure is commensurate with how much better it is. Uh, please don't include that in any, in any reviews. Uh, this is. Uh, <laughs> Man, I, I, am from... I would be flattered if we were compared at all to your podcast. Like it doesn't need to be favorably compared. Just getting the word out is important. In in defense to your podcast, like I've only recorded one episode, or like, I think I've only recorded four episodes this whole damn year. So Man. I've been I've been pretty much like classics. Every one of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, sir. I assume. <laughs> We talked about Toys R Us and uh, and uh, Stanley and uh, and uh, something else. Yeah, <laughs> the most recent one I recorded earlier this week. I can't remember. McCain. What we talked about. Oh, Christmas. Oh. <laughs> Is that coming around this year? <laughs> yeah, I believe so. Wow. <laughs> I think I just dated this episode, but <clears throat> at least it doesn't wander date. around like Hanukkah does. So it always confuses us a little. Happy Hanukkah, by the way. Christmas is January twenty fifth, right? This is uh, yes. Yeah, so we had to push it back because to... of rain. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Fourth of July in that way. And in North Carolina, we had to. Good lord. <laughs> so you can uh, find more about us at www.saturdaymorningrewind.com. All right. All right. Short and, and sweet. Uh, Let's yeah, everyone go check that out. It's excellent. Well, thank you. And Gary, you're an excellent guy. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and thank you for letting me on. come on the show and talk about stuff. Yeah, thank you for you know taking time out of your busy schedule. No, no worries. Yeah, yeah. Worries. this was a this was a real fun app. I'm glad I got to talk to you about a thing that you like a lot and convince you that it wasn't as bad as you feared. There's a there's a there's a slight past tense to that statement, <laughs> but but I mean I still respect the the brand a lot. Uh, I was just... slightly tense for the entire episode. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, anything we want to close out with? Yeah, Gary, we we like to give the uh, guest the opportunity to close out with a zinger if you want or whatever the hell or, or dictate or go out music whichever 
whatever floats your boat. Well, I think we need to uh, just close with the chipmunks singing a little bit of my Sharona. <laughs> no, that's poker. Face. You know, you know, if I can't find <laughs> no, that, enough. I'll have to do it, right? Okay, <laughs> like, can we can we can we try it. to sync up for poker face really quick? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right, pa- three, two, one, go. Can't read my, can't read my, oh, you can't read my poker face. She's got me acting like a body. I can't remember the lyrics. <laughs> I like